What is up, hockey fans? Welcome in to the inaugural Frozen Friday, presented by ESM Sports. I am your host, Michael, and I'm so excited to be able to create this mini-series, if you will. You know, ESM Sports really focuses mainly on basketball and football, but since we are a sports podcast, we obviously like to get to all sports possible. So we decided to create these mini series so we can, you know, go in more depth about sports that we don't usually focus on in our main podcast. So we created one of those as Frozen Fridays, where I, Michael, will be just talking to you briefly, 15 to 20 minutes, usually every Friday or every other Friday about just some of the games that went on the previous couple nights, some of the games that are uh, ahead of us. And then just some of the the main talking points and news that is uh, worthy to be discussed on the podcast because we don't usually break down the hockey stuff on the main one. So I'm here to break that down for you now. I think we'll get right into it. Before I say that, though, I just wanted you guys to know if you have any comments, any questions, any suggestions to um, like stuff I could be doing on here or if you just want me to talk about a particular player, team, uh, incident. I'm all here for that. I'm, I'm listening to anyone to you know correct me when I'm wrong and just critique me if I need it. So yeah, uh, feel free to to contact me on any of the social medias, ESM Sports or just my personal ones and let me know how I'm doing or anything that I can improve on. But uh, like I said, we can get right into the, the news. I just have a couple pieces of news to discuss. Um, first one is Jack Campbell, the Toronto Maple Leafs goalie will miss uh, at least the next two weeks with a rib injury. Pretty discouraging since he's been having a pretty solid year, but uh, since like mid-January, he's posted an 865 save percentage, so pretty brutal. Maybe the uh, the time away can kind of right the ship for him mentally and hopefully get him back on track. But uh, Peter Morazic, the as Red Wings fans know very well, will be taking over for him. Um, he is 10 and 5 with the 890 save percentage on the year, so not too hot as well. But uh, I think he's fully capable of taking over and uh, filling in well while uh, Campbell nurses that injury. Uh, another piece of news Craig Anderson wins his 300th game as the uh, goalie, and he is only the sixth U.S. born goalie to do so. Uh, I just thought it would be nice to fill this in because he. Seems like a pretty cool guy, and um, the you know the stories with him and his wife who had cancer that just kind of makes you uh, grow a little bit more attached to guys like that and want to root for them more. So I was pretty happy to see that he was able to achieve this accolade, and pretty crazy to think of over all the whole history of the NHL, it's only six goalies that have reached this this mark. So that's got to feel uh, pretty good for him. Uh, shout out to him. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I thought there was only those two pieces of news that was, I guess, relatively worthy of of bringing up on the podcast. But we can kind of break down some games now. There's there's a ton of games that went on last night, Thursday night, March the 10th. A couple crazy ones that uh, ended up getting uh, pretty heated, including my team. So I'll kind of say that towards the end. Uh, Blackhawks and Bruins faced off, though, for one of the first games of the day. The Bruins ended up Squeezing it out four to three with a late period goal from David Pasternak. Kind of just more of the same for the Blackhawks. You know, they they can't get it done late in the third period when it matters, and 
they looked for their goal scorers and they're nowhere to be seen late in the game when they really need it. So on the other side, the Bruins have a bunch of guys like Pasternak that can step up and score at the the biggest moments. So kind of just a, a case of that. And Blackhawks have been disappointing all year and the Bruins are obviously always tough to beat. So they're, they're somewhat rolling right now and the Blackhawks are going the opposite way. We uh, make our way to Golden Knights Sabres where the Sabres won 3-1. to one. And the significance of this game is obviously a little bit more considering that this was Jack Eichel's first return to Buffalo after the trade. And obviously with how everything went down with the injury and, you know, all that awkwardness and not knowing like when he's going to play again and he hadn't played for the Sabres in so long, kind of just almost built the tension up. And, of course, once he gets traded to uh, the Golden Knights, he ends up, you know, magically being healthy and he can start playing again. And he's been playing healthy this whole year. So I'm sure it rubbed Sabres fans the wrong way a little bit. And they certainly let him let him hear it at that game. And I don't know if, if Eichel was expecting less or is he, he was expecting some more respect or whatnot. But um, I found uh, this sound sound clip. I don't know if you guys have, have heard it yet. I'm sure you have because it's it's going pretty viral with the uh, the amount of harshness that was provided. But uh, this is Jack Eichel after the game and how he felt about those boos. Surprised at the level of uh, intensity of the crowd. The boos. This is about the loudest I've heard this place ever. <laughs> really? After, after uh, it only took seven years of me leaving for them to uh, get into the game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was mixed. Uh, you know, it was a nice trip. <laughs> oh, man, throwing some shade, Mr. Eichel. Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting because uh, he, he clearly was – taken aback by uh the booing at least a little bit because he did not seem happy and um i don't i mean i didn't know what he he would expect you know like like i said the whole situation going down and that's just the thing to do of course for a for a home crowd to boo the guy that got traded away or the guy that um was on your team and isn't anymore so of course that was going to happen regardless but i'm wondering if he didn't expect the amount of boos or the just the 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 level of the boos that he he received so throwing some ultimate shade at Sabres fans and um, definitely made him basically public enemy number one every time Vegas comes to town now because they're not going to forget that. That's a that's a major diss. So I thought I had to throw that in there just because I wasn't expecting that level of pettiness, you know. <laughs> um, moving on, we have Coyotes and Maple Leafs. Coyotes ended up winning in OT and that – puts them at a four game winning streak. So uh, Red Wings fans, you can kind of relax a bit after that uh, horrible showing we had against the Coyotes the other day, giving up nine goals. I'm not even going to really get into that game. Thank God that isn't the most previous game the Wings played before I had to report this, po- record this podcast because I probably would have just talked the whole time about that trash-ass defense. Nonetheless, the uh, the Coyotes were, uh, blew a three-goal lead in the third, so they almost lost this game. But uh Ended up scoring a chick run, had his second goal of the game. He's been solid for them all year. Um, but yeah, Maple Leafs, uh, as I was alluding to earlier uh, with the safe percentages that Mrazek and Campbell have, they're going to have to step up. You know, like the Maple Leafs have obviously all the offensive firepower in the world, but um, you still need that goalie on the back end to, to save some shots. And five goals from the Coyotes is obviously unacceptable for a team of their caliber. So. With Mrazek having to uh, be the leader on the back end, he's going to have to lock in and 
definitely post a better per se percentage than what he's been doing. But uh, even when Campbell comes back, they're going to have to figure it out because, uh, like I said, he, he's been having a pretty solid year, but since mid-January, he's been struggling with his save percentage. So that'll be interesting to watch going forward because the Maple Leafs have no concerns scoring goals, but always concerns with their defense. And that's you know one of the large reasons why they got upset last year in the playoffs. So going forward, you gotta you got to wonder if they're going to be able to tighten that stuff up. And that's pretty much it for that game. Uh, we have the Kraken and Senators going at it. One of the more uh, kind of not very exciting games matchup-wise. We have two teams that are kind of struggling throughout the year. I mean, the Kraken are 20 games under 500, so we're not getting one of those uh, special um, inaugural season runs like the, the Golden Knights had. But uh, Josh Norris for Ottawa ended up scoring twice in his 100th career game including that OT winner that ties him with uh, Alexi Yashin for the most by an Ottawa player in their first 100 games at 39 goals. So definitely uh, encouraging for them going forward, looking to the future. Um, Not much to say about this game, though. Like I said, kind of a battle of two teams that aren't really in it. Uh, Brady Kachuk and Parker Kelly also scored for the Sens. But other than that, you know, Forsberg made 30 saves. Other than that, not, not too much to discuss on this one. Next, we have uh, Flyers and Panthers. Panthers took it to them quickly in this game, as after one period, it was 4-0 Florida. Brutal. And the the Flyers' defense has really been struggling. This They've been struggling overall as a whole, and definitely one of the more disappointing teams when you're talking expectations going into the year. So um, definitely a brutal loss for them. Again, I mean, they're 11 games under 500 now, so obviously won't be making the playoffs. And they, they got to reevaluate uh, how they can start winning games because they, they have the players, you know, they, they got players all over the ice and they're not just not seeing the results. So um, definitely some changes need to be made. I don't know what because I'm not a hockey GM or coach, but they got to uh, relook at that roster going forward. But yeah, definitely a brutal loss, even though they came back to make it a 4-3 game in the second. Um, ended up giving up two in the third and not scoring again. So that's how we got to this 6-3 total. Uh, of course, in typical Jonathan Huberto fashion, he gets four assists, another four-point night for him to maintain his lead atop the points leaders in the standings. Uh, Sam Reinhart ends up getting a, a hat trick, and I can't even pronounce his last name for Hagle from Florida, also gets two goals. So just a, a showing of how dangerous this Florida team is offensively and and then they got guys like Aaron Ekblad on the back end. This is one of those teams where you just don't want to face in the playoffs. And I mean, damn, they only have 13 uh, losses in regulation this year. So really puts it in perspective how tough they are to just beat in regulation. They have offensive star power everywhere. They have great goaltending. They have great defense. So definitely a, a scary team to look at if you're going into the playoffs and having to face. And they've been you know, holding that that first place lead above Tampa and Toronto all year long. So consistent team and hopefully rolling into the playoffs with that. Just a mini piece of news, just because I like this guy, Rasmus Ristolainen signed a, an extension with the, the Flyers, got traded from the, the Sabres this year, and he stepped up and played very well for the Flyers despite a disappointing defensive year for them as a whole. And he's leading the team in and block shots and hits, which are, you know, two categories that are somewhat overlooked at times, but very important to a team. And 
I'm sure they realized that and then locked him up because I always thought he was a pretty solid player. I always wanted the the Red Wings to get him, but it's nice to see. Like I said, I like him and good for him. Definitely going to be a solid piece for Philly going forward on the defensive side. Moving on, we have Jets, Devils. Pretty shocking uh, total score. You don't really see games that are a total of three three goals anymore but Comrie had a had a great game for Winnipeg posting a 971 save percentage Kyle Connor shout out Michigan Wolverines had a goal uh number 1 overall pick Jack Hughes had a goal so other than that you know not too much to talk about with that game of course another game of teams that aren't really contending too much the Jets are the Jets could possibly squeeze out a playoff spot but we'll see uh as i said a lot of games aren't, you know, total three games. Of course, the next game is also less than three goals. We had the Hurricanes winning two to zero over the Avalanche. Uh, Ranta posting another shutout. He's been just destroying the league this year. Thirty six saves and against the Avalanche too. That's obviously uh, a bigger feat than your average team. And that just goes to show the Hurricanes kind of like the the Panthers just have it all. Man, they have uh, goaltending, they have defense, they have uh, star power on offense. So. Definitely another one of those teams I would really want not want to face when I get to the playoffs. Moving on to Blue Jackets Islanders. Islanders destroyed the Blue Jackets 6-0. Sorokin had a a shutout as well, 25 saves. Anders Lee with the the hat trick and Josh Bailey with a goal and assist. Give uh, all the credit to the Islanders and definitely a team that uh hasn't met expectations this year, but I do think they've just been totally screwed with COVID and, and injury problems. And for so long, they had their their COVID delay. And I think it kind of just threw a wrench in everything. And they've been trying to battle their way back ever since. But uh, might be a little too late this year to make the stretch. I mean, there's still two games under 500. Next year, though, I think they'll be right back to where they were this previous year, where they're contending, you know, being a dangerous team in the playoffs because they have a solid core. I think they'll be fine. Uh, moving on to Rangers Blues, um, good win for the Blues. Two two really solid teams that the Ra- the Rangers were were smacked, giving up six goals. And uh, Vili Husso had a great save percentage at nine three one, made twenty seven saves. Um, Ryan O'Reilly, Stanley Cup hero, had a goal and assist. Um, snapped a four game losing streak for the Blues, so definitely needed this one. Rangers are kind of coming back down to earth. I don't want to obviously say that they're uh, deviating more towards where they normally are in the standings and how they normally play, which is, you know, mediocre hockey. But they haven't been rolling like they were lately, and I'll just uh, keep an eye on them going forward because, you know, they're still hanging on to a playoff spot, and they should definitely be uh, in there once the uh, the season ends. But kind of kind of coming back down to earth, and we'll see how far they get. Ryan Strom scored for the Rangers, so that's obviously encouraging to see. But uh, other than that, not not much to hang your hat on for the Rangers as they kind of got beat up and down the ice in, in like every category. I'm just going to quickly uh, update the, the rest of the scores before I just leave the last few minutes to rant about my team. Um, Ducks and Predators faced off, and the Predators ended up winning 4-1. to one. Uh, Ducks didn't get a goal until the third period, so they're struggling there offensively as well. Matthew Shane rolling this year, averaging you know basically a point a game, probably even more at this point. Had two goals and an assist. 
Philip Forsberg, no shocker, also had three points. And then Saros, who's been having a great year, 9.64 save percentage. So a good game all around from the Predators stars. Uh, Lightning and Flames. Flames took them down 4-1. to one. Uh, Johnny Hockey ends up getting a hat trick. That dude's electric. He's been scoring all year long. One of the top goal scorers as well. Uh, Markstrom also having a great year. 9.68 save percentage and 30 saves. And the Flames are Flames are looking tough too. Uh, I would really like to see them make a make a run in the playoffs. I've always had like a soft spot for the Flames because I I was a big Drum and Gidlin fan growing up. So uh, definitely would like to see them in the playoffs, and definitely would like to see Johnny Goudreau just tear it up. And then the the nightcap game, Sharks and Kings. The Sharks ended up winning in OT four to three. Hurdle got a goal and assist. Timor got uh, two assists and a goal. But uh, yeah, battle of the West Coast teams, and the Sharks came out on top. Kings are still shockingly thirty-two and nineteen. I mean, that's crazy. It's one of the bigger surprises of the year this year. But uh, tough loss for them, and we'll see if they can bounce back. All right, saving the last but not least game, and in terms of craziness, this is definitely right up there, if not the craziest game of the night. Uh, I'll start with that. I don't know how many of you have seen the clips or not, but it's been pretty viral at this point. Um, At the end of the second period between the Wild and the Red Wings, there was a large scrum between essentially every single player on the ice. And um, what kind of set it off was uh, the pigeon, Matt Dumba, was uh, basically like punching our boy Lucas Raymond on the ice with his like head on the ice and his helmet off. So, he was like on top of him punching him. And so obviously our team took effect to that and it just started some giant scrum and there was guys fighting all over the place. Even the goalies came out and was ready to throw hands. He would have won that fight by the way. And yeah, it just kind of changed the narrative for that third period, made it a lot more chippy. It was four to three Red Wings going to that third period. So it was going to, you know, be chippy regardless with that one goal lead, but you could just feel it when they came back on the ice, like every, every stoppage there was, more pushing and shoving than there normally would be. And it was definitely chippy. And that's what made it uh, a lot more heartbreaking that we lost this game in the end. And uh, when the, when the wild scored two, two goals to go up in that third period, it, it almost felt like we were in the playoffs or something with how deflating that felt just because I wanted to beat this damn team so bad after what had happened. You could tell everyone else was really feeling themselves and wanting that win. So uh, we went down early in that or late in that third period. And then, uh, our boy Jordan Osterley, Michigan's finest, ends up netting one with like three minutes left to tie the game. Unfortunately, Nadelkovic uh, was made to look like a fool on the shootout, and they won 2-0 in the shootout to win the game 6-5. But, um, man, Red Wings defense just putrid all year long, and it almost seems like it's getting worse. I mean, we're almost giving it three goals every goddamn first period. Almost did it again today. and then. Of course, five goals is just unacceptable at any game. And they really got to figure this shit out. And I know going into the year, any Red Wings fan would tell you that our defense is our weak spot and our defense basically has no f- star power. I mean, to put it in perspective, rookie Mo Sider, who hadn't stepped foot on an NHL ice rink, was already being considered one of our best defensemen. So if you really just think about it, that goes to show you how bad our defense was going into the year. And they haven't failed to disappoint in that regard and um i don't know if people expected it to be this bad but of course in stevie we trust he obviously knows that and he's 
you know, behind the scenes doing what he's doing to ensure that that defense will be ready to go when everything else is in place and ready to to make a playoff push. But man, it's horrible to watch, and it's just really tough to see entries so easily, see guys just getting in inside the hash mark so easily, and just no physicality for for the most part. I mean, again, you have Mo Sider, who's more physical than all of our defensemen combined, so that's obviously awesome to watch and. He'll be, of course, a star for the next 10 years uh, on our back end. But um, we need more firepower there and just guys that can lock down and, you know, make good decisions because there's a lot of bad decisions, a lot of easy entries. And it's just, again, tough to watch. And I'm excited for Eiserman to get that goddamn ship righted because it's been a long time since we've had a solid defense. So I'm ready for it. Uh, I know other Red Wings fans are ready for it. And hopefully that can happen sooner than later. But yeah, not really a brutal loss in terms of like standings and points just because at this point we're pretty far away from a playoff spot. So I'm kind of more just looking at, at draft position. But Lucas Raymond got gets two goals, so that's obviously encouraging to see. And nice to see Nick Letty uh, being very active, getting three assists, and he was all over the ice last night. So that's encouraging as well. But um, again, defense makes everything kind of not as exciting when you think back on it and just kind of buzz kills everything. So Hopefully going to get that short up sooner rather than later. Um, I think that's going to do it for today. I know this is probably kind of, I was all over the place today with the the first one, you know, don't roast me too hard. I'm just getting the hang of doing this solo dolo thing. I'll, I'll have a better format going forward, but for the most part, you know, I'm just going to throw in some news, break down some games. And then like, of course, any suggestions or topics that you guys would throw at me, I would obviously include as well. But yeah, for the most part, just a quick little summary of the games that just happened are going to happen. And um, I just, you know, briefly break them down and and go from there. And we just are really happy to start bringing you guys more more content on sports that we don't usually break down on the podcast, the ESM main podcast. If you don't already listen to that one, that one will be released every Thursday. These will be released every Friday. Hence, you know, the name Frozen Fridays. And yeah, like I said, really excited to be bringing you more hockey content. And I hope you guys enjoyed this first one. I hope you guys uh, give me some suggestions for next week and, you know, just various topics. Again, I'll, I'll talk about anything. So just throw some comments my way. I'll bring it up. I'll shout out your name because obviously that's very cool to get shouted out on the the most popular hockey podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that. Every other or every Friday, I will be bringing you guys these. So just stay tuned. And um, I hope you guys have a good week. Go Red Wings and Detroit versus everybody, baby. Mm -hmm.